I don't know. <laughs> Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. It is midnight in Cozy Corner and around the world. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to howl at the moon because you are listening to the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith on WKMF. Cozy Corner Public Radio. Are you ready, Faith? I am most definitely ready. Are you ready, Dan? I am ready. What have we got tonight? Tonight we have the classic 1981 Sam Raimi film, The Evil Dead, starring the one and only Bruce Campbell. Can you dig it? Groove it. I am the Coyote, and it is time for the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Ow! Welcome, misfits, miscreants, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. You are listening to the Late Night Fright, only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very lovely, my very talented, my very evil co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Do you agree with that, Faith? Are you I, evil? I do agree with that. Fits with the theme of our movie tonight, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. What are we talking about tonight? We are talking about the evil dead. 1981, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. I really like this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Before we do that, thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you out there for tuning in to our little show. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you for tuning in. If you're a regular with us here in Cozy Corner... Thank you so much for your continued support. We know you have a lot of options when it comes to your time and what you listen to. And we thank you for choosing to spend a little time with us. And as always, if we may be ever so humble, please tell 500 of your closest friends to listen to our show. What do you think, Faith? I agree. Just 500. That's not too hard to do. Just 500. Yeah. Just 500. I will settle for 250. 499. 499. That's a deal. That's a deal. I see. Faith, it smells really good in the studio tonight, doesn't it? It It smells like pumpkin spice. We Mm -hmm. have coffee. We have very delicious coffee we are drinking. This is Jacked Mm O'Lantern. This is a pumpkin spice blend from the good people at Bones Coffee. That is BonesCoffee.com. We found them on Instagram, and Faith and I are better people for having found this ad and ordering this coffee. We got, we're not getting money off this. We're, they're, they're not our sponsor, but I just want you out there to know about this. For $25, we got a five pack of coffee. It is, you get, I think 10, it's four ounces, right? Mm-hmm. So you get five bags of four ounce, four, five four ounce bags, I should say. See, this coffee's just going to my brain. It is absolutely delicious. We picked at random, and the Jacked O'Lantern is what came up, and it is amazing. There is no artificial sweeteners or anything 
bad for you in this. Right. It is just a really, really good cup of coffee. Yeah, the beauty is uh, you, you don't even need to add anything to it, and that's no. rare. It's so delicious. So we might be a little excitable tonight. We have caffeine <laughs> coursing through our veins. It is amazing. And I just want to say, too, Faith, thank you so much because we are drinking this coffee out of these amazing Elvis <laughs> Presley mugs. You are welcome. Thank you to thrift stores, you know. <laughs> Faith found at the thrift store, and these are amazing. So I want to I tell a little something about myself. Is that all right? Before we get into the evil dead and the business at hand that tonight. That is fine. Go for it. So you know this already, Faith, but the listeners out there might not know this. I've been on a ZZ Top kick recently. I can yes. tell you where it started. It started when I was watching Twin Peaks The Return, the third season of David Lynch's amazing series, Twin Peaks. And there is a scene in there where they play Sharp Dressed Man, which is just, I think, an amazing track from that little band from Texas. So that rekindled my love of ZZ Top. And I really do. I, I love ZZ Top. I've always enjoyed them. But for some reason, coming back to them after a little while, something has just really clicked with me, just how good they are. And I've played them, their music in bands before, you know, for a long time. And so this, just really enjoy and listen to them. And they're 50 years old this year. And it's amazing. They wow. have some great sets out. And it's always been the same three guys. You got Billy Gibbons, you got Dusty Hill and Frank Beard. And the irony of ironies, they have those big beards, but the <laughs> drummer does not. He has a mustache and his name is indeed Frank Beard. Wow. Go figure. Hmm. Go figure. But I wonder if he could even grow a beard. I don't know. That's a good question. I know. So as I've been on this ZZ Top kick, I learned that Billy Gibbons, the lead guitarist and lead singer and just, I think, all around great guy, uh, he is an ordained minister of the ULC, which is the, I believe it's the United Life Church. He's an ordained minister. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. I, too, am an ordained minister of the ULC. A few years ago, I got asked to perform a wedding ceremony by one of my very good friends, a great drummer who I have played many ZZ Top tunes with in the past. <laughs> he and his lovely wife asked me to perform their ceremony for them. And so I got ordained online. I can legally perform marriages. That is right. I am a member of the same quote unquote church that Billy Gibbons is a minister of. They call Billy Gibbons the Reverend Billy Gibbons. And I'm thinking to myself, how come I have not been introducing myself as the right Reverend Dan on this show, Faith? You, you, that's got to be a thing now. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think? The minister of horror? The the yeah. The minister, I'm the minister, I'm, I'm the right <laughs> Reverend Dan, the minister of horror. So you heard it here on the Evil Dead episode first. We're here working the graveyard shift, WKMF Cozy Corner, drinking our pumpkin spice tea from Bones Coffee. Coffee? Yeah. Not from, tea. Our tea, I said tea. See, see I'm telling you, it's just, I'm so no excited. No more for you. No I'm more. so excited tonight. <laughs> and, uh, and you heard it here first, from henceforth, I am the right Reverend Dan, the minister of horror. Mm -hmm. That's, I like that's it. what I'm going to refer to myself. Because <laughs> I can refer to myself as that, can I? Yeah. That's not, that's not too out there, is it? Yeah. So, well, if you've been following the show, and we certainly hope you have, um, last week we talked about, we got in a little trouble here at WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio with the FCC of all people, federal government, faith, federal um. government. As Dale Gribble said on King of the Hill, the federal government should just ban itself. Let that <laughs> let that sit in your head for a minute, right? 
So a few weeks ago, we did an episode on the movie Them. That's with an exclamation mark. And Faith, would you be so good as to say it properly for our listeners out there? I would. It's Them. 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 A movie about giant ants. Big yeah. damn ants. Big damn ants terrorizing the American Southwest. We both really like that movie. Yes. That episode is, of course, Faith. It is available. Where is that available, Faith? Wherever podcasts can be found. Wherever podcasts can be found. But on that show, we played some bumpers for a show, uh, Pat the Tuna. Mm-hmm. The people here at WKMF got into business with this uh, mutated tuna named Pat, and he is a pervert. Yeah. Complete pervert. Faith and I were against these bumpers from the very beginning. We did not want to play them on the show. But if you listen to our Dracula show that is also available wherever podcasts can be found, mm-hmm. we you know, we go through the story. We didn't want to play it. The people who run the station said, Well, you're gonna play it or we're gonna fire you and we don't have anything else in our lives. So we of course played the bumpers. Well, WKMF got in trouble for that. And we have been having to sell things mail order on the show. Last week, we had the Keanu Reeves glow-in-the-dark candles. We had the Kruger fire-roasted nuts. I feel like we had something. That was it, wasn't it? No, we had the um, the, the vinyls. <clears throat> right. The sound of silence. Coyotes. That was not right. Simon and Garfunkel. Our, our good friend and announcer, Coyote, had... Um, 45 of your favorite 45s on four LPs. That's right, LPs vinyl. Right. But he, mm-hmm. we couldn't get the rights to the song, so right. it's four LPs of silence. Yeah. So we've been and we've been doing pretty well. You know, we're getting that number down. So Good. I want to I want to play for the listeners. Though I want them to know what exactly it was okay. that got it. Not us. Here we go again. Not playing Pat the Tuna. <laughs> well, we're okay because I mean, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I mean, at this point, you know, it's it's yeah. it's it's said and done. But so this is the bumper. One of the bumpers from that them show. Them. This is Pat goes to England. Now I'm going to play this, and I want you out there to to judge to judge what it is that you hear, because Faith and I just think this is absolutely awful. So here we go. We're going to see you on the other side of this. Hey, WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio proudly presents Pat the Tuna in Pat Goes to England. Hi, Mike. I'm Mike O'Kane. I bet you didn't know that. Also bet you didn't know it's raining outside, else you'd have a bumper shoot. You need to get yourself a bumper shoot, mate. A bumper shoot? In the States, we call them hummers. I got a hummer last night from an English bird in a back alley. Oh, Pat, you are a naughty tuna, aren't you? Tune in to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio for a pat tuna. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. Faith, I can tell by the look on your face, you're not amused. Not one bit. No. And I was only doing that because people need to know. People need to know what it was. And thankfully, WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio has severed all ties with the mutated tuna known as Pat. But his legacy does indeed live on. How did they get Michael Caine to do that? I have no idea. (laughs) They, They shelled out some serious money, and now they're shelling out serious money again because we got hit with the FCC fine, you know, some morality clause or something. So let me tell you about these products that we have this week. Okay. Okay, we have, again, we have Keanu Reeves glow-in-the-dark candles. They are still available. They're available in Ted Theodore Logan. They're available in John Wick. That's right, you can have an actual John Wick. Isn't that cool? Neo from The Matrix. And we've added one this week 
we have him in the action movie Speed from 1994. Those are $5.99 a piece. I think that's a great deal. Great deal. And the John Wick Keanu Reeves Golden Dark Candle does kind of look like Jesus. Mm -hmm. So if you have, you need to give someone a gift. Our friend Junior Watson, who lives by the railroad tracks, called in last week, and he apparently got a John Wick candle for his girlfriend, Shandonise, and told her it was a Jesus candle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, five ninety nine cash, check, or money order. Send that to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio right here in the United States of America. We're real proud of this next one. We have a Harrison Ford motivational poster. You've seen the poster, haven't you, Faith? I have. Would you like to tell them what this poster is? It's literally just him pointing and says, go force yourself. Force yourself, yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know if that's motivational. Is that motivational? I don't think it is, but whatever. (laughs) Here's some motivation for you. It is only $3.99. Oh, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Mm -hmm. This is $3.99. Harrison Ford pointing at you with that finger of his, and it says, go force yourself. $3.99, cash check or money order to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Where are we, Faith? In the United States of America. You got that right. <laughs> Let's see. We mentioned this last week. We have exclusive rights on this product, the Pubic Zirconium. This is the Ninja for your nethers. This is a shaving apparatus. It has brand new technology, uh, guaranteed not to nick, scratch, or cut. It is made out of titanium. Apparently, it's very good. It has a USB charger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool because, you know, you never know. You might need to, you know, uh, ninja your nethers when you're on the go. Yeah. Uh, This is $9.99 cash check or money order to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Faith, where are we? In the United States of America. You are correct about that. And we also have a very special offer that our good friend Coyote is going to tell us about right now. Coyote, what do you have to offer to the good people out there to help us pay off this FCC fine? Brothers and sisters, I got a very special tablecloth. This is a rich, elegant, gold-colored threading type of tablecloth, all right? It's got a world-famous picture of Elvis Presley on stage from his 1969 comeback special. Never again will this one-of-a-kind tablecloth be available. And let me tell you something else. Not only are we going to throw in this tablecloth of the king of rock and roll, we're going to throw in 10 aluminum coins featuring images of the heroes of rock and roll. Let me tell you who you got. We got Buddy Holly. We got Chuck Berry. We got Rich F. Allens. We got the Big Bopper himself. Hello, baby. We got Bill Haley. We got Fats Domino Lloyd, Mr. Personality Price. We got the one and only Little Richard. We got Jerry Lee Lewis. And we got one of the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Presley. But we're not going to stop there with just 10 aluminum coins. No, we got 10 napkins featuring those heroes of rock and roll. Let me tell you about this tablecloth. It is four and a half feet square. That is 22 inches wide, 26 inches high. When you see the details, brothers and sisters, you will receive comfort and inspiration like never before. This is the finest quality silky plastic. It looks and it feels like linen, guaranteed not to tear, peel, stain, crack, or fade. It can't stay dirty. It cleans in seconds. Musical masters, the makers of this island, want you to see and feel the king's glory. That is 
two tablecloths. We're going to send you two tablecloths for just $1.98. That is a deal. That is not $1.99. That is $1.98. Two sets of free gifts. That's right. You get the aluminum coins and the napkins. But wait, there is more. We are going to send laminated recipe cards. We got the recipe for Elvis's world-famous fried peanut butter and banana sandwich on one. We got a recipe for the Fool's Gold Sandwich on the other one. That's right, the Fool's Gold Sandwich out of Denver, Colorado. That is a whole loaf of French bread, one jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly, and a pound of bacon. We have the recipe for that as well. $1.98. You get two tablecloths. You get them 10 aluminum coins. You get them napkins and them two recipes. You can give a friend one of them tablecloths. $1.98 cash, check, or money order right here at the WKMF Golden Corner Public Radio right here in the United States of America. Thank you, Coyote. That's a lot of stuff for $1.98. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. For $1.98. <laughs> That's right. You get the tablecloth, the tin aluminum coins featuring the heroes of rock and roll. You get napkins featuring those heroes of rock and roll. You also get two recipe cards featuring, um, frankly, recipes that will send you to an early grave. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> By the way, the Fool's Gold Sandwich is an 8,000-calorie entree. So just keep that in mind. When keep that in mind when you uh, when you're making the fool's gold recipe. So, well, let's get into it. Uh, we do have an update here. Our colleague Antoine Duplay. Antoine Duplay is a local psychic. Faith, you you know him because he's a colleague of yours here at WKMF. He's the host of Fortune Telling for Dummies, that is based on the book of the same name. He is also the author of the Duplay Souffle, a metaphysical cookbook you may have seen him around town he drives an old chevette it is a beige colored chevette he does not have a gas cap he has a rag there where the uh, mm-hmm. where the gas cap would be now he has been known to sell his books out of the chevette um we haven't seen him for a while now let me uh we have a bumper for his show fortune telling for dummies let's go ahead and play this right now and uh and we'll see you on the other side of this this is Antoine Duplay, psychic. Happy to announce my new show on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Fortune telling for dummies, based on my new book. You can call in and I will tell you your future. Here's a preview. Um, so I just like really want to know, like, am I gonna die? Seriously, am I gonna die? Yes. Join me, Antoine Duplessis, here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio for Fortune Telling for Dummies. I tell you I'll see you there, but I already know I will. Antoine Duplessis out. Just lovely, isn't it, Faith? Very lovely. There's, of course, the bumper for Antoine's show. Fortune telling for dummies right here on WKMF Cozy Corner. Now, he has been missing for several days. No one has seen him. No one can get in touch with him. Now, this is where it gets a little curious because we have a copy of the last phone call that he took on Fortune telling for dummies, the last day that anyone saw him. Now, we're going to go ahead and play this because I think this is where this gets very interesting and a little scary. What do you think? 
think so too. You've heard this, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've heard this. So I just want to I just want to warn everybody here. This is a little terrifying. This is this is kind of scary. We we do not know what is going on. We may have an idea, but let's go ahead and play this because we you need to know the pieces before the puzzle comes together. Right. So here it is. This is the last phone call that our friend Antoine Duplay, psychic and host of Fortune Telling for Dummies, took before he went missing. Hello, caller. You are one. Fortune telling for dummies with Antoine Duplay, psychic. How may I direct your future for you? Now is the turning of the third transit of the Black God. Shit will kill from the earth, and you will know our stench. We are the forefront. My dear listeners, this catastrophe is upon us, and I fear I may be the only one standing in its way. I must away myself. Be careful, dear listeners. Antoine Duplay out. So, Faith, that was the very curious last phone call he got on the last episode of Fortune Telling for Dummies. What did you think of that? It's very interesting. It's very, very creepy. It's very creepy. Very dark. I, I could I could smell the musky nastiness coming off of it. Now, we did some research here because we've been worried about Antoine. No one has seen him. It's been four or five days. I mean, he has not been showing up for his show. Mm-hmm. More on that in our news segment. But we got a copy of the Duplay Souffle. That is his metaphysical cookbook. Now, there's a wonderful recipe for a turkey meatloaf that he has. Now, Faith has this in front of her right now. I saw this years ago and thought it was a typo. I know you mentioned it to me before, too. Yeah. That it's very curious. I thought it was just a typo. Now, this is in the turkey meatloaf recipe. It Mm -hmm. is right between how many onions you need and how many stalks of celery that you need to cut up. Now, Faith, you have the line right there in front of you. Now, what does it say? It says, I fear I may be the only one who stands between the four fartmen of the apocalypse and the shit (laughs) shit catastrophe. The shit catastrophe, yeah. That's a a jumble of words. That is a jumble of words, yeah. I thought it was just a jumble of words on the page. I mean, right? That's a... The four fartmen of the apocalypse. This is... This is unprecedented. You know, Antoine may be fulfilling his destiny. Maybe so. Maybe filling. And I have no idea what these four <sighs> fartmen want. I don't know. I was wondering what that meant when I made the turkey meatloaf. You I know? did, yeah. I was like, huh? That was delicious, by the way. Thank you for inviting me over Not that night for that. So, listeners, if you have any idea, any idea whatsoever, any information where Antoine Duplay, our friend, our colleague, our coworker may be, please let us know because we are very worried. We have had our yeah. good friend Bobby D'Amato. He has been out just combing the streets. I mean, it, this is this is as real as it gets. We fear something may be hinky. Yeah. And I'm worried for his safety. Me too. You know, if you know anything about it, please let us know. Well, Faith. We have a little bit of business to get to. You know what time it is. It's time for the news. It is time for the news. 
Cozy Corner's favorite resident singer-songwriter and parody artist, Weird Gal, recently won the WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio Horror Parody Song Contest held at the Lynchpin Roadhouse. She performed the winning selection, Murder Glove Man, a takeoff of ZZ Top's Sharp Dress Man, along with her friend and collaborator, Weird Guy. The song tells the story of Freddy Krueger, the villain of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Weird Gal gave two versions of her acceptance speech to the enraptured Lynchpin crowd. The short version was thank you. She followed that up with the long version, which was thank you very much. Congrats to Weird Gal on this monumental achievement. We will have an exclusive presentation of the award-winning song later in our broadcast. Fall is upon us and football season is here. The Cozy Corner Community College Slugnuts won a hard-fought battle against the Van Buren Trade School Repairman. The Slugnuts were led to victory by senior quarterback Teddy Tallywackus, a former Cozy Corner High standout who was on his way to the University of Cincinnati in a possible Heisman Trophy before a scandal involving the dean's daughter, the dean's wife. A weekend in a seedy motel right outside of town, falsified car registration information, night putting on the greens of the Cozy Corner Country Club, night fishing in Cozy Lake, the smuggling of hashish through Canada, and illegally downloading music derailed what was a once-promising career. When asked about his record-breaking performance, Tallywackus said, The past is behind me. I don't falsify car registration info anymore, and I don't put at night. All praise to my Lord and Savior, Zondanunu, the high priest of the Cozy Corner Church of Infinite Light and Discount Tires, who has helped me simplify my life. Shoutouts to my offensive line. Those big bastards give me time to do my thing. When asked what his thing is, Tallywackus replied, I'm a quarterback. I throw the ball, they catch the ball. Sometimes I hand the ball off. Tallywackus and the Slugnuts will next face the Madisonville Scallywags in what is sure to be another shootout. Good luck, Slugnuts. As we mentioned, our friend and colleague Antoine Duplay has been missing for some time. New Cozy Corner resident and friend... That's a relative term. ...to the show, Harrison Ford has been filling in for Duplay on his show, Fortune Telling for Dummies. While Ford's gruff and some would say grumpy demeanor is in no way, shape, or form a fit for radio or any other medium that involves him interacting with people, the ratings have been through the roof because listeners cannot wait to hear what comes out of the movie star's mouth. Here is an excerpt from his latest show. All right, you're on the uh, radio here on the little, uh, little whatnot. What do you want? I need to know what my Powerball number should be. What do I look like, lady? A psychic? Uh, I think so. I see. I definitely think we should 69. 69? Wait, what? You're still there? I'm texting my wife. Do you think I should still go with 69? Lady, we should always go with 69. You people make me sick! Faith, I think he's really, you know, fitting into that slot very well. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that happened, but... I don't know either. I'm, I'm glad he's, he's with us now. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Because when I think of psychic radio shows, I think of Harrison Ford mm-hmm. all the time. So, well, one last bit of news. Finally, Robert England has still not been on our show, Faith. We've written. We haven't called because we don't have a number. But we've written several times. Handwritten. Handwritten notes. We've sent messages. 
we've we've written publicist and agents and things of that nature. We have not heard anything. We still love him very, oh, very yeah. much, which is why we're making this impassioned plea. Robert, please come on our show. Please. And that faith is the news. I love this song, Faith. I love this song, too. Should we sing along with it? Sure. Robert England. England. This is an impassioned plea. Don't keep us dreaming. This song is so accurate. It it really is. Come on our show. Come on our show. Come on our show. Prime time. Robert, you have an open invitation to come on this show anytime you want to. We can do it via telephone. You can come into the studio. We will go to you because I believe that we are doing a West Coast trip. Are we not, Faith? Yes. I think we are. Well, you know, we are still early in the show, but we are getting a phone call. Faith, what do you think? Let's do it. Yeah, I think we should do it. Okay. You are on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. What is on your mind tonight? Junior Walker? Junior Walker, not Junior Walker, Junior Watson! Junior, Junior Watson, no, 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 railroad tracks! I got some information on your man, your man, that's one to play, let's take it! What you got for us? I seen him out, he been wandering in the woods, like some freak pack of wood! He been talking to himself, chatting all kinds of things about fuck demons and catastrophes and all that! I got my kid on his candle! Also, I gave it to Shannon, he said it looks like, uh, it looks like Jesus, I gave it to him, he talked out in the woods! Why are you, why, 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 why are you yelling? I ain't yelling, I just want you to hear me. You're yelling. I can hear you. Too many times in my life, people just said, no, I mean, they don't talk about it. I talk so loud. Junior Watson, that Junior Walker, I'm never going to remember to your man's out there in the woods and talk to a plate. Well, Faith, that is our first bit of credible information on where mm-hmm. Antoine Duplay is. And maybe I need to translate. I think he said. Antoine is wandering around in the woods. I think he has a log cabin somewhere back in the woods, if I'm not mistaken. We might need to call our good friend Bobby DeMano, the host yeah. of Afterglow, because he's been out. He's been worried about Antoine. We've all been worried. Bobby has been just looking everywhere. So we're going to get a call into Bobby. Maybe he can you know, help us out and we can find out where Antoine is. But I think he said he's wandering in the woods, chanting to himself, and there's fart demons and uh, the catastrophe coming. And he gave his canneries glow-in-the-dark candle to his girlfriend, Shan Denise. Uh, I guess. My ears are still ringing from him yelling and, at me. And he, um, he talks so loud because people ignore him. I guess. Is that I what mean, you got off of it? I don't know. My, ear, my ears are ringing the whole time. He is like something Goodness. that wandered in from Mayberry. It's, <laughs> it's like Mayberry by way of the Twilight Zone. He's a, he's a strange bird, Junior. Very strange. Junior Very Watson. Very loud. Yeah, and why do you provoke him? You you say Junior Walker all the time. I keep thinking that's his name. Yeah, it sounds that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know his name. But this is our first bit of credible information on where our friend Antoine Duplay may be and steps he may be taking to avert the catastrophe brought on by the four fartmen of the apocalypse. I, I, I hope it all works out for us. Me too. Yeah, some weird stuff has happened here in the past. I don't want any more weird stuff to be happening. So. Nope. Well, we're going to take a very short break, but when we get back, we're going to be talking about the 1981 classic film, The Evil Dead, directed by Sam Raimi and starring the one and only Bruce Campbell. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side.
This is a coyote inviting you to join me on Thursday night for classic albums right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. This Thursday, we're going to be taking a look back at 1983's Eliminator from that little band from Texas, ZZ Top. I was able to sit down with lead singer and lead guitarist Billy Gibbons for an exclusive interview to get his reminiscences on this landmark rock and roll album. I went in the studio and I noticed a synthesizer sitting there in the middle of the studio and I looked at the producer man and I said, hey producer man, what is that right there? And he said, right there's a synthesizer, we're going to put it on your new album. And I said, a how, 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 how. He said, we're going to plug it right into the mixing board, put it over your band. And I said, oh why, 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 why. He said, because when this modern studio synthesizer technology is married to your band's righteous sound, that's going to make some big hit records. And I said, how big? He said, bigger than Texas. And I said, ain't nothing bigger than Texas. Now let me get this straight, Mr. Producer Man. You're going to plug that there synthesizer into that there record, and they're going to play it on that there yawn radio. And he said... Yeah, and I said, okay. Join me, the Coyote, Thursday night right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio for classic albums when we look back at 1983's rock and roll masterpiece, Eliminator, from ZZ Top. Welcome back, all you misfits and miscreants, you spooks and specters, you boogers from around the world. You are listening to The Late Night Fright here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And Faith, are you going to be tuning in to the classic albums to hear the stories behind ZZ Top's Eliminator? I am. How, how, how. <laughs> I love Billy Gibbons. Sounds pretty cool. I'd like to hear that. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to hear that. Like I said, I've been on a ZZ Top kick and amazing that they're showing up here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. And Billy Gibbons, just FYI, has his own show here on WKMF Cozy Corner mm-hmm. Public Radio. That's Billy's Barbecue. I believe we have a promo for that that we will be playing later in the show, if I'm not mistaken. And stay tuned because we have the award winning song. Murder Glove Man from Weird Gal and Weird Guy, which is a takeoff of ZZ Top's Sharp Dress Man. Amazing how the planets have aligned, and ZZ Top seems to be a running theme yep. here in Cozy Corner this week. What a coincidence. Yeah, it's amazing how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> this is a weird place. Our buddy Antoine Duplay is missing. We may have a lead on that. We've got angry rednecks calling into us and yelling at us, but it's all... On the graveyard shift here at WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Well, Faith, we have a good movie tonight, don't we? We do. Let us not forget why we are here. We are here to talk about horror movies, and we have got one of the great horror movies of all time, 1981's The Evil Dead. What did you think of The Evil Dead? I really, really, really liked The Evil Dead. Liked it, too. 
So let's get into it. The Evil Dead is one part spook house picture, one part demon possession film, one part body horror, and 100% fun. The film is the brainchild of Royal Oak, Michigan native Samuel M. Ramey, better known as Sam Ramey to Moody, move Moody <laughs> movie audiences, who can be moody yes. from time to time. Better known as Sam Raimi to movie audiences around the world. Raimi studied English at Michigan State University, Ghost Bartons, for three semesters, but left to go film the movie we are talking about tonight. He has worked in a variety of genres throughout his almost 40-year career. It's amazing, 40 wow. years. He has directed such films as the Evil Dead trilogy, which includes this movie, 1987's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, and 1992's Army of Darkness, 1990's superhero horror film Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson and Francis McDormand, the 1995 western The Quick and the Dead, starring Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, and somebody you like, Faith, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a terrible cast. Very terrible. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? The crime picture, A Simple Plan, starring the late and very great Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, and Bridget Fonda, 1999's sports romance film for Love of the Game, starring Kevin Costner, 2000's supernatural film The Gift, starring Kate Blanchett and Keanu Reeves. We have those glow-in-the-dark Keanu Reeves candles available. A lot of other great people are in that picture. And from 2002 to 2007, he released the Spider-Man trilogy starring Tobey Maguire. Those films were blockbusters and broke box office records. So, Faith, I just listed a lot of movies, a lot of really good movies. What do you think of the filmography of Samuel M. Raimi, better known as Sam Raimi? To the moody people. To the moody, (laughs) moody audiences around the world. No, uh, I'm definitely a fan of his work. Um, Looking into this, you know, this show... I, I didn't realize how many movies of his I've actually seen and that I actually like. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I'm a fan of his, too. Yeah. I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of his movies. I'm a fan of him. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing some research for the show on Sam Raimi, and I've known who he, who he is for a long time and uh, familiar with some of the beats of his biography, and, and some were new to me. But um, the thing that I took away from this is he's very fascinating. He's a fascinating guy, and he's also very humble. He comes across as humble. He always wears a suit on his movie sets. That is an homage to Alfred Hitchcock. But also, um, it lends him an air of authority. And he talked about how it's kind of a rebellious thing to wear a suit on a movie set because everybody now is wearing, you know, nose piercings and tattoos and, and, you know, whatever, you know. We kind of live in a world that, you know, it's kind of a whatever some sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And so here's this guy wearing the suit, you know, looking his best, going to the set. I think that lends him an air of authority. And yeah. I I think that's something really kind of cool. I like it. I think it's very cool. Yeah. That was one of the first things as a kid I remember hearing about him was that here was this guy who wore suits to the, to the movie set. I thought that was really, really cool. The other thing I like about him, he's a self-professed Spider-Man fan. Like this was like a big deal for him to direct those Spider-Man movies. And I am a self-professed Spider-Man fan. And I feel like he really captured the essence of the early Stan Lee books uh, in those first. The third movie gets a little bit of a knock. I'm Mm -hmm. not a huge fan of the third movie. There are parts of it I really like, but those first two movies, he really got the essence of the Spider-Man Stan Lee era. And I remember sitting there in 2002 watching this movie going, there it is. I've been waiting my entire life for that movie. And that movie still still makes me very giddy and happy, and I feel like a little boy. The other thing that I like, you know, all those movies that we mentioned, the the uh, running thread through those are characters. He mm-hmm. loves characters, and he's always about characters. Um, 
He's also a huge fan of Three Stooges. We did an episode on We Want Our Mummy. That is available in our TV Tuesday, wherever podcasts are found. Mm -hmm. Uh, Loves the Three Stooges, and he is responsible for creating the horror slapstick genre with Evil Dead. So here's a fun side note and a fun bit of trivia. At one point in the mid-80s, Sam Raimi, writer Scott Spiegel, who co-wrote Evil Dead 2 with him, the Coen brothers, Holly Hunter, Francis McDormand, and Kathy Bates all lived together in Hollywood. That's crazy. That's a movie waiting to happen, isn't it? I wonder <laughs> it's what, amazing. I wonder what that house was like. I know. So uh, Sam Raimi's a longtime friend and maybe the biggest cult actor of all time, Bruce Campbell, appears in The Evil Dead, making his first appearance as Ashley J. Williams. Campbell is also a native of Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, let's see. He was born January 22nd, 1958. He is a beloved figure in horror and on the festival circuit. He's been in a lot of movies and television series. Too numerous to mention them all here, so I'll just say that my favorite performance of his is in 2002's Bubba Hotep, directed by Don Coscarelli of Phantasm fame. Campbell appears there as Elvis Presley. It is a performance that is both funny as hell and tear-jerking. It is an absolute masterpiece of a movie that was made for $500,000. Ten minutes into the movie, Bruce Campbell doesn't really look like Elvis. Kind of sort of sounds like him, but I really believe I'm watching Elvis Presley in that movie. It's an amazing <laughs> film that we're going to be doing in November here on the Late Night Fright because November on the Late Night Fright is Horror Comedy Month. We're going to have some fun wait. with that. So, Faith, what do you think of Mr. Bruce Campbell, and do you have any favorite moments of his? I really enjoy him as an actor. I think he's also, on top of that, a really interesting person, you know? Um yeah. I can't personally think of any specific moments off the top of my head. There's a lot. You know, the Spider-Man movies, he has yeah. a cameo in all of those. I know. Uh, he's one of those guys, he's just around, and one of those faces that you know, and then you go, where have I seen this guy right. before? You but definitely love him. He's so lovable. Uh-huh. There's something so genuine and fun mm-hmm. about both of these guys. Yeah. You know? And uh, Bruce Campbell, there's... You know, like I said, there's so many great little moments, mm-hmm. and, and he's the definition of cult actor. And we've talked about this on the show. The great horror icons, Mr. Robert England, who needs to come on our show, yes. uh, always there's always wonderful fan interactions with him. He is beloved on that festival circuit, maybe even more so than Robert England, because I think so. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him. They said it's always been just a really wonderful time, and he embraces the B movie aspect of his career. And I think that's wonderful. You know, he knows where he came from and he embraces (laughs) that. And, but you know, he's done work in some big movies. So, I mean, it's not like he's not known, right? It's just, he's a B movie actor and he, he embraces that. So, well, the evil dead had its premiere at the Redford theater in Detroit, Michigan on October 15th, 1981. This is the very same theater where star Bruce Campbell watched movies as a child. This movie has a very interesting production history. But before we get into it, Faith, you already said this. You really liked this movie, didn't you? I did. I think that um, as soon as the movie starts, you kind of get this creepy vibe from it and kind of... Right. You're ready for what's going to happen, you know? Right. It's amazing because it was made for so little mm-hmm. money. And we're going to get into this because there's a real energy, a kinetic energy to this movie that I think is really wonderful and comes through the screen. So before we get into that, Sam Raimi, along with the Coen brothers, developed his rules for horror and for movies in general. Here they are, and let's see how well they apply to the film. Number one on his rule, don't make a boring picture. Faith, do you think this movie's boring? No. Not one bit. (laughs) Number two, the innocent must suffer. They sure do, don't they, in this movie? Yes. Number three, the guilty must be punished. 
That that happens. Number four, you must taste blood to be a man. And what he means there is the rite of passage into manhood. That comes from his literature background, as we talked about in Michigan State, Ghost Spartans. You know, my favorite basketball player is a graduate of Michigan State University, Mm -hmm. Mr. Magic Johnson. Um, I think they were there at the same time, too. That's cool. Now, the Coens added a fifth rule to this, and that is the dead must walk. Sam Raimi says it may or may not be a rule, doesn't subscribe to it. It's not a hard and fast rule for him, but uh, I'll buy it. Now, we just said this. um, We talked about the Coen brothers on the cage match. That episode's available wherever podcasts are found. Shameless plug. Uh, Do you see those rules and how they apply to raising Arizona? Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't that amazing? They were friends and influences. So. Well, the Evil Dead was shot in Morristown, Tennessee, and was by all accounts an absolutely grueling and horrendous shoot. It all paid off, though, because producer Irvin Shapiro, who had distributed George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead and was a founder of the Cannes Film Festival, allowed Raimi to screen the film at the 1982 festival out of competition. It was Shapiro's idea to change the film's title from Book of the Dead because he thought it sounded boring. Stephen King saw the newly christened The Evil Dead, deemed by Raimi to be the least worst of the titles. (laughs) King wrote a rave review of the film and listed it among his top five favorite horror films ever made, and that really got the word of mouth going on the picture. New Line Cinema, the house that Freddie built, got interested and bought the distribution rights, and the rest is history. The film did nice business in the U.S., but really raked it in overseas. The Evil Dead is a multimedia franchise, as so many of these movies we do are. To date, there have been four films, a television series called Ash vs. the Evil Dead, video games, comic books, and even two comic crossovers with the Freddy vs. Jason movie. And pretty neat ideas are known as I was looking at some synopsis of those. So does it seem like this is one of those cases where the movie gods are looking down, making sure that something that needs to happen happens the way that it should? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. There's certain productions where things things happen that are supposed to happen, right. and 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 this is one of those. This movie, I'm gonna. I think this might be one of the most important movies ever made because it got the Coen Brothers into the feature film yeah. business as well. So let's get into it. This is this is a lot of fun. Will you please give the listeners a brief synopsis of what happens in this movie? I sure will. All right. Five teenagers head to a cabin in the middle of the woods. When they discover a book and a tape that holds evil to it, and then when you read it or you hear it aloud, the evil comes to life, you become possessed, fighting to stay alive with limbs getting chopped off and lots and lots of blood. (laughs) And lots and lots of fun, right? Yes. Does that kind of sum it up a little bit? That sums it up very well. (laughs) Yeah, five friends, uh, one of them wearing a Michigan State University sweatshirt. Go Spartans. (laughs) I don't know why I'm, I'm on the Michigan State. I saw the Michigan yeah. State thing, and I was like, you know, Magic Johnson went to Michigan State. Go Spartans. Yeah. There you <laughs> so, go. <laughs> um, Faith, that was a very fine synopsis of this movie. Thank you. That is exactly what happens in this movie, and there's a whole lot of fun in it. <laughs> so in addition to Bruce Campbell as Ash, we have Ellen Sandweiss as Ash's sister, Cheryl Williams, Hal Delrich as Scott, Betsy Baker as Linda, and Teresa Tilly as Shelley. This, as we said, was a really hard shoot. They all lived in the cabin they were filming in. I want to say I read 13 people stayed there, so everyone was sharing rooms. They were in the middle of nowhere. Tempers were flaring. As you can imagine, the contact lenses they wore when they were possessed were extremely uncomfortable and could only be left in for about 15 minutes or so. 
They got hurt. They got stabbed. Campbell hurt his leg. The fake blood made from caro syrup and coffee was sticky. People got colds and the list goes on. (laughs) Campbell says it was, and I quote, 12 weeks of mirthless exercise in agony. (laughs) So what did you think of the cast of this movie, especially now knowing all of the brutality that they put up with to make this movie? I really actually like them. They weren't the uh, typical like whiny, you know, teenagers in a movie. (laughs) Totally. And I was thinking about Friday the 13th, you know, um, Friday the 13th uh, has a very young cast, the original 1980 mm-hmm. movie. And I was thinking about them. There's something very endearing about these low budget movies. Yeah. Um, I think the cast here is better than in Friday the 13th. I think so too. Um, there are a couple of notches above mm-hmm. uh, better actors, I believe. And but it's so endearing watching these people and then knowing what I know about the production, mm-hmm. what gamers they are, you know, gamers yeah, and ballers. I didn't know about the situation, you know, while watching and now knowing that, man, credit goes to them. I mean, that's crazy. It makes it a little more special, doesn't yeah. it? You know, and it got so bad in that cabin. I understand, like, you know, toward the end, they were burning the furniture mm-hmm. to... Um, to keep warm, they I think they burned the cabin or tore it down at the end. Yeah. They buried a time capsule under the fireplace, and the fireplace is the only piece left in in that location. Wow. And I think the time capsule is buried underneath. And people have come by and stolen bricks. Now you were telling me when we were getting ready to do the show, you've been to Morristown, haven't I you? Went through you it. went through it. Yes. What is what is that area like? Um, kind of. I don't know, it's kind of dark, so it kind of looks like your typical, you can kind of see the mountains from where you're at, but, you know, it's kind of just passing through, and I didn't even know that's, you know. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't been to that area of the country. You've been in those woods before, though, in that Mm -hmm. area, right? Is that hard living in those woods? I guess so, yeah. I mean, different times of the the year, I'm sure it's worse, but... right. I think, uh, you know, kudos to all of them for, for what they did, because like I said, everything I've read, it was just not a very pleasant experience. I read too that Sam Raimi liked to actually torture the people. The in quotes. In quotes, <laughs> yeah, torture not them. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. literally torture them. But. And he does that on every movie. He said the thing about Bruce Campbell is Bruce Campbell is so amazing and awesome. And he says, you know, Sam Raimi is the vessel of pure innocence torturing him for the satisfaction of the right. audience, as we said, you know, the innocent must suffer. That's rule number two. And he took takes great delight in torturing his old pal, Bruce Campbell. Right. Now, Bruce Campbell, I want to say this. I don't have this written down in my notes, but Bruce Campbell, they were running out of money. And Bruce Campbell mortgaged a house, either his house or his parents' house, to give him the money oh, wow. to finish this movie. So apparently, even though he tortured poor Bruce on the film, <laughs> he believed in it enough to... To get the financing That's to finish cool. this. That's why he's listed as an executive producer on this. And so as hard as this was, 12 weeks of mirthless exercise and agony, apparently it left quite an impression on Bruce Campbell, you know, yeah. to, to offer that up. That's a huge deal, know. you know, to, to put your money into a movie. That's yeah. that's a big deal. So. What do you think of this movie? Because there's an energy to it, as we said. I think it's jam-packed full of energy and just kind of explodes off of the screen. And that's amazing considering it's limited budget and the locations they were working in, as we said. And I think all of this goes back to Sam Raimi. Um, was there anything directing-wise you noticed that really stuck out to you? Anything that was jumping off of the screen? I like the way the um, the wood scenes and stuff were directed. Kind of that shaky look to it and... You kind of didn't know what was really happening or you couldn't, you know, you didn't know who was out there. It's amazing. This movie has a cartoonish energy to it mm-hmm. and it was made for, I believe, $50,000 wow. 
Not a lot of money, even when you adjust it for inflation, not a lot. I mean, that, that is a lot of money, especially right. for us. But, you know, it um, it achieves things in an energy and a tone that big budget movies don't, right. you know, don't achieve. Oh, yeah, the energy is, like you said, pops right off the screen. I mean, there's that intense kind of feeling it and he, throws at you. he pioneered, and this may be the first movie with that uh, with that dolly shot where the... Um, the camera goes, you know, it just, it zooms through, mm-hmm. you know, the great thing is we're going to talk about them a little bit at the end, the Cohen brothers, that same shot we, we did again, raising Arizona. I mentioned that on the cage match and there's a shot where you're with Leonard Smalls on the bike, bike, I was gonna say bicycle, the motorcycle, <laughs> motorcycle. And, uh, you're with him. It's the exact same shot. You see this shot in their first movie, blood simple. I watched that recently getting interested in, that era with uh, Raimi and the Coens and you see that shot. I could be wrong. I think that shot that, and you know, the one I'm talking about, the one where it just, it just goes, mm-hmm. you know, on the, it's on the floor of the the mm-hmm. forest and goes, this was the first time I think we had seen something like this. So not only was he making it cheaply and efficiently, as we like to say here on late night Friday, you know, he was making do with what he had. He was, he was uh, tilting the camera for Dutch angles where everything's askew, you know, just anything to give the picture life. Right. Because they're stuck. I mean, it's the most boring thing in the world. You think about it. They're in one location. There's five people in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, you would have never have guessed that, like I said, the, the, the low budget and having to make do. I think it's incredible. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Um, one of the things that also gives us picture is energy or the effects by Tom Sullivan. Mm-hmm. I think they're absolutely glorious. That's my note. Agreed. What kind of effect did they have on you? Were you repulsed by these? Did you find them funny? Did anything particular stand out as far as those effects? And did you have a favorite? Um, I wasn't repulsed. And I guess I wasn't really laughing hysterically at them. I kind of just... I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool, too. I was going to say yeah. that. Like, um... I don't know. I think they were, they, they popped out at you, you know, they were kind of loud. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like the look of the eyes, you yeah. know, that the, that the possessed had, um, the deadites is what they are called. We learned that I think in evil dead too, that they're called the deadites and the book is called the necromonson or something like this. That book that they have that is, uh, said to be made out of human flesh and written in human blood. Ooh, very scary. Very scary. Um, so you get more more of the story in Evil Dead too, but here you know you, they get possessed, and and that look that they have is really good. It's not oh, like yeah. The Exorcist, right? It for me it was a little cartoonish. And I don't mm-hmm. mean that it was taking me out of the movie. I mean it looks like a cartoon. You know what it kind of reminds amazing. me of a little bit? Kind of makes me think of Beetlejuice a little bit. A little bit. Kind of. That's yeah. a great. That's a great call. And uh, the blood that they use, um, they added coffee to it to give it a more uh, dark texture mm-hmm. and. Uh, this stuff, Bruce Campbell will be covering this. Did you read this in the? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they would, what were they? They would put him in the back of a pickup truck because he was covered in the blood and he couldn't move because it had gotten so sticky. Mm-hmm. And then basically his shirt would break. Like it got so sticky, the shirt just came apart. Like they were really suffering for their art here, but I, I think it pays off with oh, the, so the effects. Like they were, I say they were funny to me. They were a little creepy too. They yeah. were, they're a little creepy. They look like something out of like, you know, uh, early 1980s MTV, you mm-hmm. know, with the makeup and maybe a little bit with the thriller look that came a little later, but it's it, the effects I think were really great. And the body horror stuff, you know, the cutting of limbs and things yeah. like that, which is uh, the innocent must suffer as we said. And one of the things that they say on the tape is that uh, to get the demon out of you, you have to cut off a body part, <laughs> which 
or Bruce Campbell will do in Evil Dead 2, <laughs> famously, <laughs> and attach a chainsaw to his hand where his hand was. <laughs> Poor Ash Williams. But um, yeah, everything in this movie is really wonderful. Like Absolutely. I said, amazing considering the amount of money that they had. I really like the tree branches myself, too. Those are really great, aren't they? I really thought that was a nice And the stop motion stuff uh, that they they did with like the hand decomposing, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that was the tree branches really creeped me out. Me too. I should have asked you this at the beginning. Was this a first time watch for you or was this a rewatch? First time watch. The first time. This was a rewatch for me. I used to work in a video store and a girl I worked with introduced me to several horror movies. And this was one of the ones that she did. And we watched this on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. eating breakfast. No one would come in the store before noon on <laughs> on Sundays. And we watched The Evil Dead. That was my first experience with it. I was like 17 or 18 and just fell in love with this. I it's think. Awesome. And it's still, it, it was popping off of the screen. It was like a punk rock yeah. album, you know, like the first time you hear the Sex Pistols or the Ramones or something <laughs> or the Clash or something like that. And, you know, it's like, what is this and right. where has it been? And like with punk music, it reminds you of something else, you know, it reminds you of old Elvis rockabilly in some ways, but it's something its own thing. And this is a lot like that. It's it's reminds you of other movies, but it's it's completely different. And Stephen King said it was you know one of his top five favorite horror movies yeah. when he saw it. And I can only imagine seeing this in 81 being blown away by I this. Know. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Awesome. <laughs> so Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers was an assistant editor on this movie. The Coens and Raimi, as we said, became friends during this production. He was influential on them and in that they used his idea of making a short film in order to secure funding for a film. Raimi did it with this, and that film was called With Within the Woods. The Coens used the same idea to get funding for their, their first feature, Blood Simple, uh, can you see the influence of Raimi on the Coens and off topic, the rules that we mentioned, do you see how they even use those in a movie, as we said, like Raising Arizona? So let's uh, let's go through it one by one. Can you see the influence on the Coen brothers? Yes. I can definitely see it. Yes. He's uh, Raimi is even credited as a co-writer on the Hudsucker Proxy that they did in 1994, I believe. Um, as I, I mentioned it there in Blood Simple and Raising Arizona. Now, the rules, though, that we mentioned, don't make a boring movie. The innocent must suffer. The guilty must be punished. You must taste blood to be a man. And then the fifth one, the dead must walk. We're going to use that one since we're going to talk about the Coen brothers. Raising Arizona, let's take that one because we both watched that recently. Um, do you see those rules applying to Raising Arizona? I do, 100%. I think they're completely there. Right. And maybe this gives us an answer. We brought this up on the Raising Arizona episode. Leonard Smalls, the bounty hunter, is he real or not? Who knows? I think he's the dead walking the earth for the Coen brothers. And H.I. McDonough, played by Nicolas Cage, tastes blood in that movie. Mm -hmm. He becomes a man because he's dealing with, you know, being rambunctious. And so these rules apply to their movies. And I've had discussions with people before about the Coen brothers, but what do they mean? What is it? You know, I think this cracks the code of their movies. You know, they're not so esoteric and out there that you can't comprehend what's going on. But. This really, when I saw this, I went, this puts a lot of things in perspective. But I definitely see the influence that they, that Sam Raimi has had on them. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, think me it's, too. I think it's awesome. Uh, finally, uh, well, let me ask this question too. We mentioned the Three Stooges. We did a Three Stooges episode on uh, We Want Our Mummy that is available wherever podcasts are found. Sam Raimi is a huge fan of the Three Stooges, as is Bruce Campbell. Could you see the Three Stooges influence on the Evil Dead? I think so, yeah. A little, it's more prevalent in part two because it's really a slapstick horror movie. I mean, right. there's scenes right out of uh, um, 
uh, Stooges uh, comedies. But there is a scene where the uh, light bulb fills up with blood here. And that's a Stooge gag they got from uh, Plumbing We Will Go. Bruce Campbell said it. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. I dig it. Yeah. I, I dig mean, it. There is a sense of humor in this, too. There's yeah. a sense of fun and humor, even as, as dark and out there as some yeah, of this Yeah, I, I, I sense that for sure. So, uh, last question. Where does Demon Possession rank on your list of horror themes? And what do you think of this one? Does it rank on your list of either Demon Possession movies or just all-time great horror films? Um, Demon Possession, I would say ranks pretty high on my list. I don't know. I've always been into, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing and supernatural stuff in general. I don't don't really have a number for you, but it's definitely up there. It's, um, I'm neither here nor there with Demon Possession. If it's done well, it's done well. It's good. You know, good movies are good movies. So it's not one that I go searching for, you know. See, for me, I think it kind of is. It's something Mm -hmm. that kind of, yeah. I think I've always kind of been into more um and i think this movie is really good i think it would be on a maybe top 15 top 20 list yeah this is a horror movie though it's this is definitely a top yeah we need to do lists one day we need to do our list of favorite horror movies but i would say this is probably a top 25 (laughs) this is definitely up there the energy the story behind it yeah but it's just a really fun watch i I, I enjoyed watching a lot of fun in it there was also a quintessential faith moment at the beginning of this movie when the guy yelled at the driver on the road. I forget what exactly the line was, but uh, hey, buddy, I'm not looking at you. That was so you. You've never said anything like that, but as I've said before, you're in a monologue sometimes. Uh, we did take the uh, test on the Three Stooges episode, which stooge are you? And faith did indeed come up as Mo. Yes, yes, I very, did. Very Mo moment. Mo moment. <laughs> a Mo moment. See, I didn't even think of that, but... Sure, I can see that being me. <laughs> this, uh, The Evil Dead gets my highest recommendation on this show. That everybody needs to see this movie. Yeah. This is one of those, this is a classic of the genre. Say, it's, it's a revolutionary Definitely, definitely movie. a classic. Definitely. Again, I'm in awe of how he did this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, really, his first film in such, you know, uh, maturity as right. a director, you know, and, and knowing how hard it was, you know, amazing. Yeah. And I really celebrate his entire catalog. Yeah. I should have asked this. I mean, what do you think of his Spider-Man movies? I enjoy them for the most part. I do. I think they're wonderful. I'm I think not, they're I've amazing. Never re- re- I've never really liked the the cast too much, mm-hmm. but I love the movies. I mean, yeah, they're really good, really well always, done. I mean, I've always gone back and watched them multiple times. Groundbreaking. We don't have an MCU without those Spider-Man right. movies because the way he handled that was really, really well done. So, yeah. Faith, do you have anything else you would like to add? to our discussion of the evil dead. I think I am good. Do you hear anything else? I'm good. Uh, two thumbs up on my end. Yeah, definitely, definitely a wonderful movie. The Lords of Horror are appeased. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> many sacrifices in this movie. What did you think of the ending? Because the demon flies through the house. It's a great shot. I too. wasn't Th- expecting it. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it either. And we don't know what happened to poor Ash. But we will find out in the Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, which we will be doing in November, which will be Horror Comedy Month here on the Late Night Fright, along with Bruce Campbell's Bubba Hotep. So Bruce is getting two movies in November. A lot of recognition right there. A lot there of recognition. Me. That's high praise, as they would say in Nicolas Cage <laughs> world. So, Faith, it looks like the phone line is lighting up. Do you think we dare take another phone call? You think it's Junior Walker? I mean, excuse me? It's Junior, Junior Watson, Watson, Faith. Why, why do I get that messed up? I don't know, and he will correct you. So I know he will. I think I think I dare to take one. Let's go for it. All right. You are on the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith here on WKMF, Cozy Corner of Public Radio. What is on your mind this evening? Hey, you guys. It's Bobby 
listen, I have been running around, you know, looking for Antoine to play because I had been worried, you know. And I was listening to the show earlier, you know, about these uh, these uh, four farmen of the apocalypse and this catastrophe that's coming. Listen, I found his cabin in the woods, guys. This is a very disconcerting scene over here. Uh, Bobby, I think it's disconcerting. Yeah, it's it's definitely disconcerting, Bob. What what are you seeing? Tell us what you're seeing so the listeners out there know. Guys, it is nothing but fast food bags. I mean, this place is strewn with fast food bags, okay? And I've got the receipts here, okay? There is like 25 receipts from Taco Bell alone. And like every order, you guys, if he was eating alone, he was spending like 20 to 25 bucks on these orders. Do you know how much food from Taco Bell that is? That is a lot of food, Faith. That is that's a lot. That's a lot of Taco Bell because I mean, if you spend like ten bucks at Taco Bell, like that's what know. if it's just like like a whole bunch of one dollar burritos? You know, that's it. Sounds like Antoine may be in for a catastrophe of his own. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Did you guys hear that? That has been going on out here all night, and I've been hearing like these really weird sounds. Like something is going on here. I really think you guys need to get out of here and like you know assess the situation with me. You know what do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Faith? Do you think we should get out there? Possibly. I think we can take a break and make it out to yeah. the. I, th- I know the area. I know the area. Do we really want to go? I don't know. Should we? Well, you know, if the catastrophe is upon us, we may want a front row seat for this. Maybe so. This could be. The last thing that we ever see. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd like to see something like this up close and personal. <laughs> so, well, Bob, you hold on tight and we will see you in just a few minutes. But we are going to, well, we have a very special surprise now, don't we, Faith? We yeah, have the award winning song from our resident songwriter and parody artist here in Cozy Corner, Weird Gal, along with her buddy, Weird Guy. This is a takeoff on ZZ Top's Sharp Dressed Man. This is Murder Glove Man. This was recorded live at the Lynchpin here in Cozy Corner. This is their award-winning parody, Murder Glove Man. We hope you enjoy it. World exclusive here on the Late Night Fright, Faith. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a world exclusive like this. So, well, we hope you enjoy. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. But for how long remains to be seen. And now, welcome to the stage here at the Lynchpin. Weird guy with her weird pal, Weird Guy. Take it away, you crazy kids. Burn face, brown hat. When he comes, you'd better watch out. Sweater red, sweater green He'll come for you in your nightmare dreams The kids are running just as fast as they can Everyone's scared of the murder glove man Two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your door. A five, six, crucifix. Welcome to prime time, you piggy bitch. 
The kids are running just as fast as they can Everyone's scared of the murder glove man again you best believe he's gonna do you in if you fall asleep it's your soul he's gonna keep the kids are running just as fast as they can everyone's scared of the murder glove man Gibbons from ZZ Top. Join me on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio for Billy's Barbecue. We're going to talk about beer, tits, cars, sometimes the blues. Billy's Barbecue, only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. How, how, how. Welcome back, all of you misfits and miscreants. We are coming to you live from Antoine Duplay's cabin away from the world. This place is a pigsty. There are indeed fast food bags from Taco Bell all over the place. Faith, I'm I'm very worried about what I'm looking at. I'm too. It's disgusting. Our friend Bobby has gone out into the woods. We've been hearing things. He's investigating, but we're gonna we're gonna check this out here. Before we do that, what did you think of Murder Glove Man from Weird Gal and Weird Guy? I loved it. Not without its charm, is it? It's so wonderful. Yes. The world needs more Freddy Krueger songs. Sure does. And ZZ Top parodies too. I know. Uh, we heard the bumper there for uh, Billy Gibbons Barbecue, Billy's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Billy's Barbecue? Is that something you're gonna be tuning into? Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. As I've said before, I'd like to be booked as a guest on that show. I'd love to go talk with the right reverend Billy. (laughs) 
Speaking of which, you are back here on Late Night Fright with the Right Reverend Dan, the Minister of go. Horror. There we go. From henceforth, the Minister of Horror, the Right Reverend Dan. And with me, as always, is the very awesome and evil, she's evil, my co-host Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. There it is. So, Faith, Evil Dead, great recommendation. I feel like we have walked into the Evil Dead ourselves. I feel like we have, too. There is a book here. I believe it is a journal. And I've been flipping through this and looking. There's a lot of information on these four fartmen of the apocalypse. Commodicus, Turgulon, our old buddy Flatulus, and Stinkifus. Wow. Four fartmen of the apocalypse. There is a note here from Mr. Antoine Duplay. It says, under no circumstances are you to pull their finger. But this is very interesting. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here? This, this. Yes. So apparently... I believe I've put together what Antoine is trying to do. I believe Antoine has been eating all of this mm-hmm. Tex-Mex, you know, because there's a ritual he's performing here to avert the catastrophe. Uh, this is the evacuation ritual is what it's called. Oh. And apparently what it involves is you have to have enough fatty, starchy food in your system. And what it sounds like. Wow. Did you hear that thunder? It did. Yeah. I heard that thunder too. Wow. It seems like what you can do is you can bring the four fartmen of the apocalypse into your body. You can mm. evacuate them from your bowels. All right. And flush them back into the earth from whence they came. Mm. I I I hope he's all right. Me too. That? that was I don't more know, I heard thunder. That. Yeah, that was something. Oh. Something. What are you? What, wait, wait. I'm hearing footsteps. Footsteps. You guys make way, make way. He is coming through. Bobby, hey, there's Antoine. Look oh at my Antoine. Goodness, there he is. Oh, hello, Dan. Hello, Faith. I've really got to go. Antoine, before you go, make it quick. Oh, oh Faith, did you hear that? I think that came out uh, of Antoine. Yeah. Were you successful in the evacuation ritual? I was indeed. I ate more Taco Bell than I thought one man could take. I tracked the four fartmen into the woods. I recited the spell. Excuse me, I've really got to go. Well, you can go, Antoine, go. I mean, you don't have to tell us the story. I want to finish the story from a very early age. I knew it was my destiny to take on these four fought men of the apocalypse and avert the catastrophe. I was indeed successful. I said the words. They entered my body and now I must go evacuate them. Plus, I am very, very bloated at the moment, if you cannot tell. Robert, will you assist me? I may need some help getting on and off of the toilet. Oh, God, you guys, how come this always happens to me? It's better you I, than us. I don't us. know, Bobby. Antoine, good luck in there. Good yeah, luck in there. Oh, my we, goodness. And on behalf of a grateful nation, we thank you. We thank you. Absolutely. Well, they're, they're in there. Wow. Oh goodness. Turn it up. That's, that's awful. Wow. That's, 
Thank you, Antoine. Thank you for saving us all from the catastrophe. Although it sounds like Antoine is having a catastrophe of his own in that bathroom. Sounds like it. I hope I hope there's toilet paper. I feel sorry for Bobby. Oh gosh. I feel really sorry for Again, Bobby. better him than us. Better him. It always seems to be us. I'm glad it's him. Right? Right. Faith? Yeah. Do you hear that? I do. That's our outro music. It's time to sign off. It sure is. It's been is. a great night. We talked about the evil dead, and we averted the catastrophe. I know. Thank what you, a, Antoine. I'm so glad it wasn't us. Go for it, my friend. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side. This is a coyote. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We hope you enjoyed howling at the moon with us for a little while. We hope when you go out into the world, the good vibrations you got from this show go with you. And remember, when you're out there in that world and you can't find those good vibrations, look into your heart. That's where they are. We'll see you next time. I am Dan. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side.